0: Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with
1: Co-host Catherine Brandt-Bernard <laughs> That's really close It just feels weird to not hear that at the beginning of the show So I thought I, I should throw it in Dave Schrader Andy Brandt-Bernard And our
0: special guest
2: Jai Hansen
0: A tall, handsome Scandinavian
2: Yes. Mr.
0: (laughs) Hanson. I think that's hilarious, by the way. (laughs) We'll be right back. We're going to talk Sheriff's Department. We're talking, I think, we think that Catherine and Alex will be here. Uh, Reverend Tim's supposed to come in today, too, so we're going to, we'll have an influx of people moving Mm -hmm. around. But we're going to talk about, uh and I have been talking about a bunch of people that we know in common that we think a lot of, and we'll continue that and talk about a number of things. Like, John and I both like law enforcement. What? God, you know, keeping the peace, what a horrible idea that is. (laughs) We'll be right back right after this. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant,
1: what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
3: I believe in the kingdom
2: come colors will into one
0: indeed is all I have to say is indeed we we don't know where Catherine is we don't know where Alex is Reverend Tim's
1: supposed to be coming in today in their defense Tim, uh Tom Tim whatever Tim. Their name is Tim fella. Bernard in, in in their defense it is raining it is the state of Minnesota, uh-huh. and the minute moisture accumulates in any way, white or clear, people forget how to drive in the state. No, so do, there was no. traffic true. like mad to get here.
0: Yeah, I could so see that.
1: So they may have been I, – I, I cannot understand it. How I've only lived here for 34 years of my life. Right. I know how to drive in snow and rain. I know. Right, people that are lifelong Minnesotans, snow comes down, rain comes down, and they've got this look of wonder, like they've fallen into Oz, and they have no clue what any of this precipitation means or how to drive in the it. It's a hundred miles months. an hour, never happened, or eight miles an hour. <laughs> there is no in between.
0: No, you're absolutely. I understand exactly what you're saying. It's just I, I don't know why that is, but it's just like they've never driven. It's well. I can't come to this studio at mm-hmm. usually around four o'clock in the morning, four thirty, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, yesterday I'm coming here on Highway 100 North. So I came came from sixty Highway 62 straight north on Highway 100. It's four o'clock in the morning. The guy behind me has his brights on tailgating the piss out of me, and we're the only two people on the highway. And I'm thinking, why would you do that, right? So instead of asking him, I just slammed on my brakes, and he was not too
1: happy about that. He was drifting. Yeah, he was drifting. Yeah, right. Is that what Drafting. Like oh, drifting.
0: Gas prices Drafting.
3: right now, I mean. yeah, It really makes
0: sense. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and he said that he lives in, in California.
3: Oh, God, yeah. They
0: have a rule. You cannot buy more than $100 worth of gas. The pump will just shut off.
3: So what, you can only get wow. two gallons of gas? That's all
0: right. <laughs> you get two Holy gallons God. of gas. How are you going to get home? He said literally... He could not get a full tank of gas because the pump just shuts off after it gets... Because it's, what, seven twenty five a gallon now? God, that's insane. In California? You know, and overseas,
3: wow. they're,
1: they're laughing at us because they've been oh, yeah. paying like three forty five mm-hmm. a liter. I know. Liter. Yeah, I know. Well, that's for a liter, too. Right, yeah. yeah, a liter. And what do you need, two and a half of those for a gallon, Andy? Uh, You're the mathematician. About four. About four. Yeah. yeah. So
0: they well, a
3: little less than four, about three, little three less. and a half. Yeah, yeah, they've
1: been spending nine, ten bucks a gallon yeah. anyway. Holy. Yes, they out.
3: have. A long time. Here we go. State gas price averages. Oh, and he's got, a, he's California's got it. California's at six out. bucks for the state. So, no, it's
0: at seven bucks now. Uh, oh, for the
3: state. you said. Yeah, okay. for the state, but it is I think the highest state. Yeah, it's the highest state by quite a bit actually. You mean literally high and high? Mm-hmm. Yes, both of those things. They're both highs. Even Hawaii is significantly lower. How is that possible? How do they get the the oil and gas to Hawaii at such a cheap you rate? Have to that makes no sense. Send it over on Well, not cheap, it's still 540, but well, here it's what, 440? Uh 420. 420. 420, okay. man.
1: 420, man. <laughs>
3: Oh, to, that's a number you God, don't want to hear he right th- now. The sheriff is hey, sitting sure you want to be him. here.
1: <laughs> this is going to be bad for his career. I, I don't uh, know have what you that know, means. <laughs> I have never
3: blazed it even once. Let's talk law enforcement.
0: One of my favorite topics, as uh, people probably know, maybe some people don't know, but I am very pro-cop, always have been. I've never been arrested. I was, you know, I've been pulled over and given a ticket a couple of times, but that's only been like two, three times in my life, too. Um the only time ever I remember on Penn Avenue North, right by St. Ann's School, Penn Penn and uh, 26th, a friend of mine, he had just gotten back from Vietnam. So we're up all night shweeling, and we're I was a teenager still, so I shouldn't be doing that. But <clears throat> we're walking down there. I think there's a statute of limitations yeah, was, on sure. that. I was just
2: double-checking on yeah, that, yeah.
0: So it's like...
2: I'll look into that. It's <laughs> sun-
0: <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> you. Okay. Uh, it's about 4.30 in the morning in the summertime, so the sun, it's bright enough. You know, It's not bright, but it's bright enough. And a cop car comes by, and he just rolls his window and goes, what are you boys doing? And my friend mouthed off to the cop, and I'm like, oh, God. So St. Anne's has these alcove doors. Mm -hmm. You have to go through an alcove to get through the door. So they took each one of us into a different alcove. And I'm listening, and it doesn't sound like he's doing too well down (laughs) in his alcove, if you know what I mean. So telling the cop none of your business was not a good plan. But the sergeant comes over because it's right behind the old 4th Precinct there right on West Broadway. Um, (laughs) The sergeant comes over and he goes, what's your name? I said, Tom. He goes, Tom, you got an option here. You can either go home and behave or we're just going to beat the piss out of you. Which one would you like? And I said, well, I only live a couple of blocks away, so I think maybe I'd like to head to the house. I have never never been ar- so. First of all, if I had ever been arrested, my mother would have started crying, and I would have to hang myself. My mother was really good at crying just at the right times to make you feel really bad. Catholic guilt? Catholic, yeah, a little Catholic guilt. That's exactly no, I'm right. I'm
1: not Catholic, and I've used that on my children. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: But I am. I'm very pro law enforcement. My my mother's cousin. My I guess he'd be my third cousin, second or third cousin. Lamont Dean was a detective on the Minneapolis Police Department. Quick quick Lamont story. You'll like this one. So he's coming home. He used to live out in Brooklyn Center. He's coming down Seventh where it's Plymouth Avenue turns into Emerson, right there by Mickey's Liquors, right. And so, he's. You know, plain clothes because he's a detective, right? So he stopped at the light on on Plymouth Avenue and Emerson, just coming off of seven, and a guy opens the passenger door and gets in, and Lamont looks at him and goes, "What? What are you doing?" He goes, "You're just going to take me somewhere." And Lamont goes, "How else may I help you?" <laughs> As he put his gun up to the guy's head, the guy didn't stay in the car much longer. No, let me just put it that way. But I, um, cops in my life, I'm not making this up. Cops in my life have always been extremely helpful. When I needed help, cops were always there to help me. No question about it. I've never had a bad time with, with police officers. You want to be a dink, you're gonna. It ain't gonna work. You know. I don't know why, why can't people understand that.
2: Well, it's just a different era now. I mean, I think. Yeah. I think what's what's going on with our politicians. What's going on with, you know, the community as far as. The respect for law enforcement yeah. is is just not there right now, uh, and I appreciate your your being so supportive of law enforcement, Love and them. including with that, it means uh, holding police accountable, and, and that's yeah, that's I part agree. of it too, right? I mean, <laughs> yep. you've done both, you you've done it on both sides, but that doesn't mean you're anti. Public safety or law enforcement or pro right. please. I mean, uh, it, they go hand in hand, and and I've always appreciated that. No, I do agree. Now you're running
0: for sheriff.
2: Running for sheriff of Hennepin County.
0: Yep, sheriff of Hennepin County. Where's your jacket? Did you get it yet? <laughs> <laughs> I love the Hennepin <laughs> County. The, the sheriff jackets. Those are all. Those are cool looking jackets. I think. But so. <laughs> Um, things are looking good, from what I understand.
2: Things are looking good. We're in the filing period right now. That ends May thirty first. Um, right now, there have been uh, um, the DFL candidate that's uh, filed, and then also uh, I am running as an independent. I think public safety is needs to be nonpartisan. We I don't agree. Yep. we don't ask if uh, if you're a Republican or a Democrat mm-hmm. when you call nine one one. And I truly feel that when when we're um, if we're going to fix this, it's going to be somebody that's not aligned with either political party agree. to do that. I do uh, agree. So uh, that's why I'm very adamant about being independent and running for public safety.
0: No, so there is no Republican candidate?
1: There is not a Republican candidate. I didn't
0: think so. There is a Democrat.
1: Though. Well, there is now. Prepare to go to war, Jai. I'm stepping in. Does
0: <laughs> it matter that I'm in Dakota right? County? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs>
3: That yeah, well. might be a problem. <laughs> he goes well, well. Okay, so we don't think Tim is coming in studio. Why not? I
1: uh, wires got crossed. It appears. Yeah, they oh, sure yeah, did. Maybe. So
3: the number that Mom gave Cassie was Jai's number, but she thought it was Tim's number. Oh God! So do you? I know it's you... a black guy. <laughs> do Way you know go, Tim's number? Uh, I who, don't have. Who would have it?
0: I will we've had this, him in the studio,
3: so someone's contacted.
0: Uh, it's not on the list here, so let me
3: look at my phone.
1: can see, will look it up. Well, I mean, it's not like we're going to call him in at this time, last minute, right? We could. No, but we, well, but on he on can get I mean, on this, next the thing too. says
3: he might stay on both hours, so he's got. Well, plenty if of he time. wants
0: to come in, he's more than welcome to come in. Our mom and Alex coming in? Oh, you've got it. Oh, well, look at that. What yeah, I can give him a you? call
3: and see if he wants to. That's uh, hilarious that Catherine gave <laughs> your number. Well, I mean, I can speak
2: on behalf of Reverend Christopher if you would like to do that. I have a lot. That I would like to say, that I can't he say catches, as a politician.
0: He catches, he catches a lot of heat because of his his opinions, which he I admi- I really admire Tim for that. Thank
2: you. you know, that's why um, I, I'm very happy to have his support. I think. Oh, uh, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, he just he's a shoot straighter, or straight a, a shooter, straight shooter, <laughs> shoot straighter. I like that.
0: I was gonna vote for you, yeah. but no. words is hard. Tom. Words, <laughs> words are hard. is hard.
2: So that's yeah. why we align on a, on a, a lot of our views.
0: God, I I want to thank you and Tim personally because I have something for the next ten years. See, are you, are you sure you got the right black guy, Catherine? Oh, it's going to be phenomenal <laughs> oh, for the next ten years, baby. He's going to hear about this one.
1: I tried to do it all covertly.
0: Please leave your message. Well,
3: yeah, doesn't seem like he's going to be uh, answering. How do you, oh, how do you get over
1: with the way that law enforcement is looked at around the world? Even if you're kind of if you're not on one side of the the pillar or the other. How do you win people back in this? How do you get uh, an even playing field for law enforcement to have people feel secure again?
2: Well, the first thing I want to do is I want to support our law enforcement. Mm-hmm. We're Perfect. losing people by the numbers sure. daily. Uh, we have people that are on five years, six years, seven years that that should be in the prime of their career that are leaving. Mm-hmm. And, and we are going to be in the same cycle over and over again of having... Uh, people in law enforcement that should not be in law enforcement if we don't figure this out. Mm -hmm. So let's have uh, leadership uh, for me as the chief law enforcement officer of the of the county if if I get elected uh, supporting our cops and and that's number one. Number two getting people on, on board with that is we need to start enforcing the the laws that we have on the book right now. Love it. We, we need to get crime under control. If we can get crime under control, I think people are going to start understanding that, yes, we need the cops. We can also get the reform done at the same time. I just don't want it political knee-jerk reform.
0: Yeah, I love that. I really do. I, I just, there, over the years, and I yeah, hopefully he's not a friend of yours, but uh, I don't think he probably would be, but... I remember looking back 35 years ago when when Tony Boza was the chief of police in Minneapolis. Right. One of the most insincere human beings I've ever talked to. I did not like him at all. He was he just aligned himself with a political party and just just he he lockstep with everybody else. He did not do his job as the police chief because you serve everybody if you're the police chief.
2: That's correct and. It- you know you you talk to uh, the current sheriff right now Dave Hutchinson uh, uh, he he is uh, somebody who I think would admit uh, being lockstep with a political party hindered his response to certain things yeah. that needed a public safety response. I think he would be comfortable saying that uh, and we're not going to get out of this we're not going to get out of this cycle we're in the biggest crime wave of the history of our state yeah. there is no way that this is going to be uh, fixed by somebody having to get approval by a political party and uh, this is—it's not it's just not going to change
0: is it kind of weird that there's not a Republican candidate because Republicans tend to be quite fond of law enforcement aren't they or yeah. is it not so much anymore
2: no, I, I think so. I th- I think uh when if if we're talking about political parties, yeah. I, I mean uh the the GOP has been more supportive of law enforcement. That's the feeling that I get. Uh but but for me not not seeking a political uh endorsement from the GOP right. or DFL because I really do align with both. I mean, I, I, when it comes to public safety, we need to we need to hold criminals accountable. These aren't these aren't far far-off ideas that we need to do, um, but with the DFL, uh, there there's certain things, aspects as, as far as reform or as far as uh, giving resources to people to help with their with their transition back into, um, uh, so, you know, civilian life from, from being uh, incarcerated, I'm all for. So we can have both of those, and that's the great thing about being an independent, that you can take ideas from both sides that you like and run with it, and you don't have to say oh i can't i can't do that because i'm aligned with a party
1: does yeah. it speak to the fact of just how bad this job is and i don't mean that in, in a way to put down what you're going for but how bad it is that people are like i'm not running There's i no could never do, do it I, for that job. That I, I,
2: I get that question a lot why are you doing this why do you want to why do you want to um, put up with the stress of, of this job but we, for me in seeing my friends that have left this profession, we have been uh, the tip of the sword for too long. And there has been nobody that has been stepping up to say, uh, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's more than just the police. We have a judicial system that needs to be held accountable. And right. we have uh, uh, our legislators that, that are uh, passing laws and reform that hinder police to do their job at the same time and it's knee jerk reform and we are not far off on, on certain issues and um those are the 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 ideas that i want to get out there and say hey we can we can whether it's no knock warrants which we talked about last time mm-hmm. or um uh reform on on other aspects of it we can all sit at the table and get that done but it needs to be done in a, a bipartisan effort
0: I think that makes total sense, honestly. I, I, you got to bring everybody to I think, and you can tell me that I'm wrong, Dave, Andy, but this uh, thing that just went on in, uh, what is it, Uvalde?
1: No, Texas yesterday. Yeah, Texas. yeah.
0: Um, If you feared law enforcement, you would never do something like that. Right. But nobody fears law enforcement, which I think it's a healthy fear, actually. You should fear law enforcement. You want to break the rules, you're going to have to pay for it right i mean that kind of fear not i'm just terrified of you for who you are but hey if i get out of line i'm gonna have to pay the price we need to get that that message back to young people in america they think they can do whatever the hell they want this now. is
3: true well and they can that's
0: the thing. And they can that's the whole problem i mean that that judges the other day to let the kid off that uh, had a long history of violence he shot somebody and she let him walk yep it's like what are you doing
2: yeah and i, I just want to point out something quick about yesterday uh, and this is why oh, yeah. we need, we need yeah. the police. You look who ran towards the shooting. You look who oh, yeah. helped. You, yep. have, you have law enforcement. You have EMS. You have fire. You have even dispatchers that, uh, that oftentimes take these calls and, and then just have somebody else run with them, but it really affects them. Everybody that's a part of this, we, we need the whole um, public safety system. We need to have police when something happens like this and they run into the building. Um, they were there to, to help. It's just a vile situation that happened there. Um, but we need, we need law enforcement. And, and you look at the federal level. We had a lot of Border Patrol agents that responded to that school as well. Yeah. So that's why you need to have a good working relationship with the federal uh, agencies, whether that's the FBI or ICE. I mean, we, we, we need to have that uh, uh, collaboration on, on the federal level.
0: Have we really, I have heard this on uh, several fronts, we've released criminals, terrorists into the country, knowing that they committed acts of terrorism in the Middle East. Did you hear about this?
2: I, I heard a little bit about this, yes. God,
0: what are we doing? This guy's a terrorist, and they just let him come into a Oh, yeah, come on in. As long as you vote the right way, apparently, and come in.
2: Well, if you go to my website, Jai4Sheriff, you can see on there I have a, a immigration policy that I would have as far as we will be working with ICE because you need to have those yeah, federal yeah. relationships and and one and I don't say that in a, in a way of being a bully but what what I mean by that is saying that I got to give a little back, back history here. I, I'm adopted from India. I have a brother-in-law that's adopted from, or that's from Venezuela. I have a brother-in-law from Mexico. My other brother is adopted from Texas, African-American. And, uh, when you get our whole family together it looks like uh, the united nations <laughs> quite honestly yeah but but lots of yelling at one another of <laughs> yeah misunderstandings. On nothing. yeah but yeah. my sister works for the department of defense as a asylum hearing okay. officer in miami she handles all of the, mm. the those cases cartel cases in, in miami and and uh i and she leans pretty left of where i am and uh i i I sent her my policy, and I said, what do you think about this? And I, I want to do this in the most humane way possible. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you need to work with ICE. You need to work with the federal oh, agencies to get go. this done. If you don't do that, then what happens is ICE will come into the courtrooms and start arresting people. ICE will go out into the community and start arresting people. And then you start, start uh, getting um, innocent people involved in that that really shouldn't have... Uh, any kind of relationship with ICE. So that's why we will work with them.
0: Is your sister Spanish?
2: No, she's, uh, she's uh, um, white. Is he the only she, reason? That, the I only don't they have to fight uh, to find uh, a word. What honky. I think she's a honky. That's what. It is. No, the reason I asked
0: that is because, you know, Miami now is 80 to 85% Spanish. Yeah. People don't know that. Yeah. Miami is almost all Spanish people now. So I just thought, because you, know, you mentioned that one of your siblings is Spanish.
2: Yeah, well, I, I know personally from driving in Miami, it feels
3: like a third-world country when you're driving. Oh, it the- can. Miami's not a nice place anymore. <laughs> well, there are
0: parts of it still. Well, yeah, it depends. Joe's Crab, that's still a good part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it always will be, as far as I'm concerned. Well, the problem is just so
3: corrupt. Like every
0: city. Yeah, that's like every city in America, mm-hmm. pretty much. What about corruption? Why, Why? I mean, over the years, you look at these places, and, and it just, everybody just wants to live their life. I want to go to work, I want to get my paycheck, I want to put it in the bank, and I want to go home and hang out and have dinner and watch TV. But there are just other people out there. Look, I, I, I want to run this by you guys, all three of you. All this stuff that's going on right now, is all money grab all of this is just a huge money grab like if i were black in america today i would not be happy because you're using me to make money really that pisses me off you know it's like oh the black people need oh we need to help them and we get you're only you're trying to make money give me a dollar
3: and i'll give one cent of it to the black community yeah exactly the rest will go toward my mortgage (laughs) I'm not a fan of that. Well,
2: it's at all. all about the narrative. You t- you guys talked about it yesterday about uh, by the southern border, and and a lot of those people that live down there right now are very conservative. Oh yeah, and because yeah. that is because they are seeing what is happening in those communities. Yep. If you go on the same level, if you go to North Minneapolis or some of these areas in our in our state where um, they they've had just insane violence. They will say the same thing. They want the National Guard. They want more police. Yeah. None of these people yeah. are saying uh, the narrative of what the media is pushing. Defund the, defund the police. The police. They are down. not mm-hmm. saying yeah. that. But uh, the media is not willing to,
3: to report on that.
0: Well, you know, defund the, the police <clears throat>
3: was almost exclusively very, very young people who don't really know what they're saying.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's
3: true. Because <clears throat> anyone over the age of probably 30 or 40 was like, unless they wanted to get elected, of course then they'd say they support it but yeah yeah all of the people that they interviewed they go into the city and you know all the older people uh none of them were for it it was all the young people who just basically don't want to be told what to do isn't that amazing i mean um, I gonna... <clears throat> young people are stupid no it's not amazing but
1: that hasn't changed i mean that's the way it's yeah. been 60s 70s yep. 80s you know the the young generation wants to be the one the next one to lead and be more woke and more aware and you know when you were talking about corruption of. Over the years of doing true crime shows, talking to a lot of police and asking them, well, "How does how does this corruption? How do, how do things like this even begin?" And a lot of them are like, "It's our survival method." Yeah, you know, where you look at it as I just took a couple bucks from a dealer to to not shut him down. I looked at it as though I just got paid what I'm not getting paid to protect the you know the community, yeah. and I don't have to worry about this guy coming up and shooting me someday or taking out my family. Um, you know, it, it gets into a really. I I can't. I, I completely respect law. Uh, authority and, and officials, and that's got to be the toughest, one of the toughest jobs in the world right now. Because, what is the right move? You you have to do what you have to do to protect people. If you do things too aggressively, you get crushed. If you if you're not aggressive enough, the police force is weak and corrupt and letting this go by. There, law enforcement seems like truly one of the no-win jobs ever created. And I'm not saying you go beat the hell out of people to to get the point across, but like you said, about having a healthy fear and respect.
0: yeah, That's yeah. why
1: kids are such assholes. I because agree. we're not allowed as parents, we're not yep. allowed to punish our children. It uh, doesn't mean you have to take the belt to them and beat them into submission. My dad hit me a number of times growing up, but it was never Upset, you know, uh, overboard or anything like that. But I had a healthy fear. I did not want that old man to hit me again. Right. And you know what? There's a, That's an important lesson you learn. If I do this, I'm going to get this taken away. If I do that, I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me. Right. And I don't want that. And people just don't have that. When your kids, when your 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10-year-old kids can look you in the eye and go, and what are you going to do about it? Because I'll just go to school and tell my teacher that yeah. you hit me. Yep. And they do. And then you've got... Knocking on the door to come interview you and talk did you to that you about sound it. Effect again Yeah, that's a hell of a sound effect. That's pretty I, good, huh? Yeah. Right out of my just, throat too. sounded and like the, a door knock, knock to me. I well, mean, that's kind of scary, right? I mean, and so we're seeing that this is getting worse instead of better, and then everybody's because there's such a. Um, lack of authority in kids lives now and Mm. and these teenagers and young 20 year olds and i'm not saying they're all bad don't get pissed off at me out there if you're listening obviously there's good people but for the most part i've got to guess this has got to be one of the most morally corrupt generations because they have no concept of repercussions for their actions
2: i remember bringing home a 14 year old kid that was out till probably three o'clock in the morning causing some problems and and um gave him a ride back to the suburbs in, in a very nice area and his mom and stepdad are there and they enter the door they're not happy and they're yelling at him and the kid says to mom, shut up mom and calls her a name right, oh. right in her face and stepdad moves the mom out of the way and slaps the kid says don't ever talk to your mom that way again that was the end of it I go back to work That following Monday, I get called in and saying there has been um, a social uh, worker opened a case on this father for hitting the kid, and I have to testify now. And I testified saying um, the parents responded the way that you would expect parents to respond when their 14-year-old son is being driven home by the police at 3 o'clock in the morning.
1: And then blowing up at the parent like it's their fault. Correct. How did that go then?
2: It, it was, I know you can't speak was, specifically, yeah, it, well, but it was it was handled fine. It, the The decision was the right decision that was made, but mm-hmm. it just shows you uh, you know some of the entitlement that has come with the community. Uh, I will say this a little bit differently now. Like if you go in certain areas of Minneapolis, like the uptown areas or by the U of M or things where it's uh, predominantly younger people, uh, what you'll see with them is they might want to change the world and they 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 will say we need to do this and that that i might not necessarily agree on or not support the police but the difference now is they're getting carjacked they're getting mugged Mm -hmm. they're getting mugged going from the bar they're getting their cell phone taken so this is where we can thread that needle with them and say look we do need reform however i want you to feel safe on a friday night when you're going out with your friends Mm -hmm. That is
0: amazing. There's no doubt about it. You know, we do have to take a break here in a second. But when I watch the news again, and I have to watch the news for my job, it's just how things go. But I see all this strife and everybody hates everybody. And, oh, my God, this is just horrible and blah, blah, blah. And then, you, you know, you do a lot of reading about the world population. And the United States still looks really good compared to just about everywhere else, you know. Um, all these people, never, they, they can't get along, and this can't do It's like it, that's not been my life at all. I think you and I talked about a couple of years ago, before COVID, actually. I got a call from a reverend over in North Minneapolis on 12th and Logan, and she asked if I would come over to one of their services, right? So I go over there, and it's a, it's a black church over in North Minneapolis. I was one of, I think, three white people there, and two of the other white people were homeless and they were feeding them which I thought was very cool and so I sat through the service and it was really really nice one of the one of the white guys looked like he had a very severe drinking problem you know they just have that look and they they wanted to know if he would like to you know come up and and you know just listen to a prayer and he uh, he started crying like a little baby and they went over and helped him up and it was just it was this wonderful thing so the service is over and we're all going to walk out and, you know, the, the, uh, the minister and, you know, everybody from the church left first and then all the parishioners left after that. Every single person in that building hugged me as I was leaving. All of them, the people who were there for the service, the, the minister, ev- everybody gave me a hug and said, thank you so much for coming. You know what it means to us, Tom, that you would come to our service? It was the, meant the world to them. That's what the real world is. See, I wish people would look at the real world as this fake news crap, you know?
2: Pushing that narrative. You go, yeah. go to the Cup Foods on, in North Minneapolis and walk around and talk to people. They, they're very welcoming. Yeah, it, they it, are. Absolutely. They just don't want to get shot walking down the street anymore.
0: It's a good, well, that's Kitty Corner from where my mother used to work on Merwin Drugs right there on, on West Broadway. <clears throat> you know, I, I. that's a neighborhood... Well, I grew up in every neighborhood in North Minneapolis, so you know that's kind of that is. But I, I really want to get the message through to people that all that hatred you see on the news—I don't know where they come up with that. They got to be looking for it because I do not experience that. Do you?
2: No, I. We're in a situation right now where the the most vulnerable people in our in our societies are the ones that are hurting from this political back and forth. I agree, and uh, and this, it's it's just. It's just very disappointing that that's mm-hmm. happening, and that's not what I'm I'm seeing or feeling when I'm on the streets and talking to people.
0: Don't you think it's a good thing? I mean, people listening to this show right now—they're hearing your voice, the way you, you know, your demeanor, the way you handle yourself. Don't you think you you make people feel very comfortable?
2: Well, I would hope so. I mean, do, I, yeah. I think I think looking back on it and being a 21 year old police officer going to domestics with uh, 40, 50 year old uh, you know people that have been married for thirty years and as a 21 year old cop telling them well, hey this is what you should do tonight or you know maybe go to a friend's <laughs> house or try to talk through you know marriage counseling with them uh, you have to you have to know what you're doing yeah you have to you have to earn their respect pretty fast
0: makes sense we got to take a very quick break here we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. I love this discussion. It might actually make people feel better about life instead of worse. You know, that's great. We'll be right back. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Dave's with us. Andy's with us. None of the women are here today. I don't know what the hell that's about. Apparently it was
3: Sage's graduation today.
0: Oh, that's right. That's where she is. Sage graduated from kindergarten today or preschool or whatever that thing is.
3: Well, you should meet this kid.
0: Uh, He's three years old, and he refers to his grandfather, me. He calls me Bop Bop. Uh, well, actually, his his older sister named me Bop-Bop. She was the first one to call me that. And now Sage has decided that Bop-Bop wasn't enough, so now my name for him is Poopy Bop-Bop. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Really appreciate <laughs> it. See, this
1: is where we start teaching responsibility and that there are repercussions for your actions. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. I'll kick him right in the butt. <laughs> that's you. right. Just give him the boop right in the butt. Um, we're just talking quite a bit. Jai with us here, we got Dave with us here, Andy's with us here, and, and we're just talking about living in a real world, a world that's not about I'm a victim and you're picking on me and I'm deeply hurt. And it's like, can we get past that every What do you guys think?
1: If I could say one thing, I think this goes above law enforcement. This goes to the fact yeah, that we can't keep letting people suck off the teat of, of society for nothing. Yeah. I think that if you're going to get uh, certain uh, help, you are going to hate the word force, but I don't know what other word to use. You, you have to take classes. You have to take uh, training in some kind of something so that you're adding to society instead of just completely draining it. Mm-hmm. There's got to be ways that this could happen. Once we start to empower people and you start to show people how they can make it. And, and a lot of people just feel broken, like, I don't know what I'm going to ever do to get out of this. I can't get I don't have money to go to this. I don't have money to do that. You don't understand. Once people start getting a training for some kind of career, some kind of responsibility, I think it's going to – I think it makes people step up to it instead of hide from it. There's. Do you remember making your first paycheck as a kid? Oh, yeah. You know, that first day I got – eight bucks because I delivered papers for two weeks. I was yeah. like, mm-hmm, big roller here, right? <laughs> eight bucks, dough. but I was, there, was, yeah. there was a sense of accomplishment of making. And how many times have you been down and out on your luck and, God, I could ask for a hundred bucks for my old man just so I can get through this week in groceries, you know? And it feels soul crushing. And you get to that point where you hit that rock bottom and you just don't feel you can get out. Well, if you're going to if you're if you're going to continue to utilize the funds that the state has you have to take courses you have to do this you have to start becoming a, a, an active working supportive society so they're not forced into feeling like crime is the only option right uh, drug dealing is the only option because it's something you can do very part time and make a hell of a lot of money right you can a lot of these crimes might start to subside if we start showing Proactively, how to fix this instead of, well, let's defund the law enforcement. Let's take away things that teach people responsibility. Let's do this. Everybody needs to be hold, held accountable from the person mm-hmm. uh, you know, involved in the crime to the people that are prosecuting those crimes. And law, starting with the police, going through, as you said, the judicial system, lawyers, there has to be a different level of responsibility held to their feet, too, that it's not just about winning a case. It's about getting justice mm-hmm, it's right. truly about if, if you're the defense and i'm the prosecutor and i know tom bernard's innocent and i just have to point at only the points that make him look guilty that is the most fucked up thing yeah, i've ever heard it's in my life awful system i'm gonna leave all this stuff out because that would exonerate him mm-hmm. but let's talk if we just if we knew we could go to court if we knew we could get a fair shake in a lot of ways i think people would feel better about doing the right thing they would and so. then the ones that got caught realized i'm gonna get caught i'm gonna you know then there's a, a, a pay the price kind of uh, value but when judges and people that need votes and are, are in office and they're like this is my community uh, i'm gonna let him off today for for this you know because oh he's he's living in this environment and he's a victim and it no Put them in jail. Make them learn something. Right. Yeah. Become you know become part of this. This is where we stop. You got to cut the head off and keep moving it through. And and I and I'm not pointing at one culture over another. There are just as many asshole. Race in every version, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's nobody that's that's clean of this. It just needs to, everybody needs to change. And all these bleeding heart pricks that are out there in their Birkin stocks and sipping their chai tea, <laughs> talking about how the hey, world chai needs to change. <laughs> how about you get your dumb, lazy asses into the back of a cop car during a real deal, sign a waiver that you may get killed tonight? <clears throat> yeah. Because now you know what it's like for that cop to go out there. Right. And before you do this and you see them exchanging gunfire and going up to the door and politely trying to talk and having somebody pull a gun or a knife, I want to know. <laughs> then, you little hippy-dippy bastard. How are you going to deal with it? Instead of sitting there, well, we need to just show more love and peace. Well, unfortunately that's not what the criminals are here to do. They're going to shoot you, kill you, and hurt you. And sometimes you have a split second to make a decision. And I watch people uh, very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, You know, uh, affluent people that make really stupid decisions in one second Mm -hmm. at the wrong moment. And But the problem is, is that repercussion doesn't come back to haunt them for the rest of their life. No, No,
3: that's true. Well, if I may somehow become even more cynical, Uh, you talked about- Impossible. Impossible. You talk about how, you know, people who get benefits should like have to learn a skill or something like that, which Mm -hmm. I agree with. But if you think about it, an isolated, hopeless person is ripe for someone to swoop in and say, you know, if you put me in power, I can take you out of this hopeless situation. You just need to give me your votes and give me your support. Mm -hmm. So people like that wouldn't want anyone to get out of their helplessness because they're easy to manipulate. It's the cult mentality. It's the same cycle. And one reason I'm running, in the last few years, we have seen our
2: criminal justice system turn to protecting the defendants instead of the victims. Mm -hmm. We've lost our Mm -hmm. way. And we have so many people that are getting traumatized, that have no voice anymore and it's about the defendants and the revolving door and getting them back out there and doing all this and you talked about uh you know giving them resources i'm all for giving resources but we need to have checks and balances and that's on the state and the counties the hennepin county budget is 2.4 billion dollars and B with a B? B, with a B. I'm not sure if you said million or billion. Yeah. That so <laughs> close.
1: Trillion and, dollars. And, and
2: the thing with that is, you know, when we we are, you know, funding parks and and making uh, renovations to to. Playgrounds for three hundred thousand dollars, and we're more concerned about that because it's a feel-good thing. But we aren't as concerned about the kids that are getting shot on those playgrounds. We have an issue, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to hold people accountable and hold our electeds accountable, and have have a voice here and say, uh, no, we're not going to be doing this anymore. I got I got hit hard the other day because I, I made a post about uh, we have a sheriff's office at... Focuses more on life jacket giveaways and teaching haikus in the jail when we have 35 uh, murders in Minneapolis right now and crimes through the roof. all I, Those are great programs, but all I am saying is you are a law enforcement agency, and what I want to do is I want to say how we are going to stop the crime. Mm-hmm. Not teaching poems to people that are incarcerated. That
1: brings about peace, man. That's yeah. where change begins. Well, with yeah, peace, yeah, Jai. Well, and then you Sound have you, you right have
2: a county commissioner that's that's getting jackets for uh, life jackets for his kid. He makes 120,000 a year. Make sure those life jackets that are free go to a family that really yeah, needs them. Yeah, exactly. And so the, that is my point. He of,
1: is. The affluent white people need them because the black <laughs> people can't afford to be out on the boats. Come
2: on. <laughs> yeah, there you Shy. You. <laughs> Pay attention. That, that is my point. I mean, <laughs> that, right? these are all good programs, but let's have some checks and balances there. Accountability. And let's, let's have accountability and let's not lose sight. Public safety is making sure people are safe and we're protecting the victims.
1: What? So if you've got $300,000 that's going to go into fixing up a park. And if I go around to that community and I say, we have a budget to fix this park, how about if we do this? How about we're going to pay every one of you $200 to come out and help us redo this park. So you're going to make some money. You're going to come out. Now you're going to have pride and feel like you own a part of this. You're a part of doing this. You can save the the city probably $250,000 doing that yeah. and get in a good – good uh um park that could be rebuilt remade done up properly and then the pride shouldn't be in look at me the politician who built it, it should be in the people that are living there their pride and you know what when they put effort and time into building something and making something they're going to be the ones that are going to be saying hey hey don't bring your drugs and shit into this area don't bring your gun get out of here go because then they have a stop otherwise it's like oh good what they do for us they built us a park we're still starving we're still no security. We've still got shootings in the park.
3: Yeah, we can't go so the you've park just given a much dangerous. better place
1: for people to get killed. Mm-hmm.
3: Right
2: now we have politicians that are, what can I run on every four oh, years? Yeah. Yep. Well, I could run on, we gave money to this. We gave yeah, You just dangle resources. a carrot in front of
3: them. And, then, and,
2: and that's to your point where you're saying, you know, the vulnerable people that say, you know, you have a politician that comes in front of them and says, oh, we can give you this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and we can help you. Well, it's been doing that for decades and decades, right. and it hasn't changed anything. Uh, so let's really get some focus here. And
1: Well, you br- bring up the fact, though, Andy, that as a politician, if you're broken and I make you promises I can get your vote, I don't want you to ever step up. But if I actually, instead of giving you a fish, teach you to fish, aren't you going to have more respect for the guy that stood up and helped you get out of the situation you're in instead of placating you, allowing you to maintain that horrible position in life?
3: You would think, but that's not how humans seem to be wired. Yeah. Getting lazy stuff culture. is yeah. Well I mean I think Overall. they're just humans everywhere pretty much. Mm-hmm. Right now is what matters. So if you give me a hundred dollars now, I'd rather have that than giving me a thousand dollars next week because I want it now. Yeah. And that's you know, it's,
1: it's MTV's fault.
3: Yep. I agree.
1: I want it now. <laughs>
3: It's all the now generation.
1: It's a big job, Jo Jeez, you got a lot of work at it because you got to think you're playing like a multi-layered version of chess. It's not just one board. you've got eight boards going mm-hmm. with eight different experts fighting against you. You've got to try to figure out how to do that. I give you a lot of credit because that's not a job most people should or want.
2: Well, we have to fight back. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to uh, hold people accountable This is not a concept that, that should be so out, out there right now. We have a revolving door in our criminal justice system. We have nobody that's come stepping up and saying we need to hold people accountable. We have carjackings, homicides, violence just through the roof. Uh, it, and it's, it, to me, it just blows my mind that not more people are stepping up to do something. We have an opportunity here in November uh, to start electing people that can uh, have a fresh view on what's going on and not the same people that have held office. And I, I truly encourage people to look at the people that are running as independents.
0: What's the, uh, what's voting day this year? Another November voting day.
2: November 8th.
0: It's the 8th. Yep. Damn it, I missed my birthday by one day. I was going to say, if it's on my birthday, you're an automatic winner. <laughs> November 7th. Damn it. It was close. Yeah. So things are looking really good for you.
2: Things are looking good. We got <clears> to <throat> keep on plugging away. I encourage, I, I do a lot of. Um, out in the public right now, so if if you want to meet with me, I, I pride myself on answering social media messages. Yeah. If you want a phone call, I'll give you a call. Let's talk. Let's let's sit down for coffee. It's not gonna. If, if you think a politician is gonna change all of this crime, uh, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but it's gonna take all of us to yes. to to do this together.
1: Harsher punishments. Why can't there be? If if you know right in some of these other countries, you steal, you lose a hand. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that we need to get to that level of brutality, but you do this. Why isn't it? You know, if I'm driving on the highway and there's orange cones and there's a sign that says fines triple in this area, I know what I'm that's doing. What and if I take that yeah. risk, of going a little faster than I should, and I get pulled over, you know, if if you hit a worker in this area, it's a hundred thousand dollar fine, and that's right up. I know exactly. You carjack in the city of Minneapolis, and it is a hundred thousand dollar fine twenty years in prison, there is no leniency. If we catch you doing it, you're fucked and live with it. Yeah. I bet we could get that under control pretty damn fast. Oh yeah. Once people so. realize they look at the menu, huh, let's see, I want the big Mac Ooh, that's six ninety nine, right? Huh, I want a carjack today. Ooh, twenty years and a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe I'll just go hang out in front of Kmart, right? I don't know what what else would you do? It gives you that option. You know, you're gonna have people that are gonna still do it, but once people know the the defining line of exactly what the punishment is for the crime, I would think that would make life a lot easier, right? For everybody. So there's no second guessing. Why isn't there just a hard and fast rule? Well, yeah, but this guy, you know, his father was shot last year and he's living with his grandma and we gotta, sorry, man, you shouldn't have stolen a car. I don't care who you are, you know, white, black, yellow, green, purple check mark, whatever. There's still, crimes and, and this is the way you curb it. You tell people this is the defining line. This oh, is we can what have, draws we can it. have right.
2: resources for them. We can, yeah. If
1: they want to turn their life around mm-hmm. let's
2: give them the resources to do that. Right. However, they will pay for victimizing right. our communities. Right. I love
3: it. absolutely love it. Well, there are crimes that are just inexcusable in any situation, of course. Right. It's like, you know, there's a lot of talk about, oh, they needed to steal to feed their family or they needed to deal drugs to feed their family, and that may be true, but you're also making excuses for rapists and murderers, which, you know, you don't really need to rape anyone to feed your family. So why are we excusing these people?
1: Oh, but Andy, they were molested as children, Mm -hmm. so, you know, they're broken. Well, then they should go to jail. And learn to become unbroken and get therapy and get taken care of. Not out on the road where they can continually be a John Wayne Gacy or a mm. Richard Speck or a Ted Bundy and you know, you you break that will. And mm. if they can't be fixed, you don't let them out. That's yep. the plain and simple rule of it. And that's not inhumane. Because I will guarantee you there are a mm. lot of families that think it was inhumane to have let Gacy live on the outside for another year while they were still investigating. Right. Right? so it's it's in those points you've got to just i think it's just so everybody's so foggy and people i think people are good people want to help i don't think people know what to do listen i don't live far outside hennepin i would love to know what i could do to help what can i do as a middle class white guy but not want to be fearful of losing my life if i go down there and try to help what can what can we do well, this is a state
3: issue. This is
2: not just right. a Hennepin County. We need Minneapolis and St. Paul and our metro area to
3: succeed mm-hmm. if we want our state to succeed. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, St. Cloud's not doing great. Duluth's not doing great. They're not in Hennepin County. Right. And so, they have different issues. Every city has a different constellation of yeah, issues that but, ultimately boil down to state policy.
2: Right. So, we, I mean, it's one of those things, electing people in office that go to St. Paul to our <laughs> capital to make sure we have the right... Uh, leaders in place that can get legislation passed mm-hmm. that help our law enforcement that help our communities, so if you don 't live in Hennepin mm-hmm. County, but you've thought, oh, I wanted to go to a twins game or or a Vikings game or whatever downtown, and you said nope i 'm not going to do it because it 's too unsafe it 's time to get involved." Mm-hmm. And it's time to uh, support the people that will make your community safer or make Hennepin County safer. And I think I'm the candidate for Hennepin County Sheriff that could do that.
0: There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This well, one, one more thing. Yes.
3: Officer Dave says he has new respect for Dave. However, I think he was talking about himself. So <laughs> <laughs> He caught himself in the mirror, and yeah. he's like,
1: man, I respect John, that you, guy.
3: you got to meet Officer Dave someday. 6'4", about to,
1: 315
0: yeah. pounds of solid muscle. <laughs> that guy's just, I mean, coming through that door, well, Dave was terrified the first time he ever saw him. All right, this next one's for Catherine. Reverend Tim, thanks for being <laughs> with us. <me>. That's
2: <laughs> the John, only you time gotta I back. will be called a reverend in my life. I'm yeah, there swear.
0: you go. We got to have you back uh, right up until, well, right through your whole, uh, the rest of your life as Hennepin County Sheriff. Yeah. How long would you be the sheriff? Four years. Can you be eight years?
2: Does yeah. it have term limits? Yeah, well, uh, four year term and no term limits. Oh, so, okay, interesting. Uh, oh, so you can be for yeah. a long time.
1: How about Reverend Jai? Beating the hell out of crime.
0: I love it. Huh? Works for me. Well, I think He's that's thinking. a new
1: yard sign right there. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And then on the poster, you pointing and it says, Let me exercise the demons out of your neighborhood.
2: Well, maybe huh? I'll just have Reverend Christopher on the yard sign mm-hmm. with my name. Works if for you. You want to, I guess.
3: A <laughs> priest <laughs> duo? That sounds pretty exciting. It sounds like make a new CBS a TV show. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> one's a cop, one's a priest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Together, they're p- holy hell.
0: <laughs> well, we have to take a break here. we got the second hour coming up with the family, the Tom Bernard podcast.